Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody, welcome. It's so great to have all of you tune us in and turn us on. I'm just loving this. You know, I, I don't know, like Lilith and I were just like, hanging out before and, and you know we always I always forget like we're not we haven't started the show yet and so we're having a conversation we're catching up a little bit but what I realize is that when I think about the fact that I get to have a conversation with Lilith Dorsey and and somebody that when you think about the synthesis of many traditions and bringing all of that together and you think about how she's been able to embody plant science, anthropology, film, right? Um, so many different initiations and trainings, right? Especially when we're looking at whether it's New Orleans voodoo or so much more, we're really looking at this idea of being able to synthesize the energies, right? The energies. And so when you're looking at the amazing accomplishments, but also passion and purpose, you know, as winning, award-winning, published Black author of voodoo and Afro-Caribbean paganism, you just name it, goddesses, water magic, I get excited because what you're about to hear in today's show is water magic elements of witchcraft this is from book one but this is a bigger message than that what is it about water and the magic of water that doesn't get enough attention however it is one of the strongest strongest transformational or transformative energies that we can think about now there are there are some of the other elements. I'm not, I'm not like dissing the air people. So all y'all air people, it's okay not to email me or even the fire and the earth people because, you know, right. But water is something I had to understand and I had to understand the magic of, magic of it. And the only way I could do that was to learn from people like Lily, to understand, you know, what some of the ideas and how ancient water is and how transformative it is and how cleansing it is. And today's show and the timing of this conversation is so important because if I think about like where we are today and what people are have experienced, I'm just gonna say to everybody out there, you all need to be talking to Lilith and talk about the power of water. Lilith, it's great to have you, welcome. Oh, thank you so much for having me on. This is fantastic. I'm so happy to be here. I don't know how else to say it, but let me be blunt. I've been asked a lot of questions about how I capture the past three years. And I don't really talk about it. But when I when I answer the question, what would humanity and people 
benefit from? If I could break down simplistically, the answer would be cleansing. Now, and then I always get a million questions. But I want to ask you that same question. I don't think there's a mistake that I brought that up. Certainly, I'm not an expert in what you are an expert about. But there's this energetic magic of water that does so many things to heal so many things. What are your thoughts on that? Oh, definitely. It's such a healing and cleansing force, I think, in everybody's lives. You know, we're born in water. We come in ushered into water. You know, anybody who's had kids like me, there's water that comes out and you're like, what's happening? Oh, life is happening. You know? <laughs> and it's just so amazing. I mean, when we were talking before, you mentioned that, you know, you didn't have that many planets in water when you had your chart done and stuff. And that's what I always said. You know, I don't have that many planets in water, but I started thinking, wait a minute, my body is mostly water. My brain is even a higher percentage of water. So everything I do is influenced by water. So even if I don't think I, I like it very much, it's there, it's in me. It's responsible for me continuing, you know? And that to me, is just so beautiful when you look at the creation myths almost creation myths from all over the world they're almost all talking about water even science tells us that there's a very good chance that the earth and the universe was born in water so it's just it's everywhere we can't yeah. ignore it and i love that when you and you know and for those of you out there we are also talking about you know an incredible book and i just want you all to know that um, you know, and, and for those of you just tuning in, you're going to be able to find out, you can go to Amazon water magic elements of witchcraft book one. Uh, of course, this is with the most amazing Lois Dorsey. Um, but when I'm reading your book and I went back over it again, and I always get a different, I always get a different message, right. Uh, for where, right. That's why you, that's why you do what you do because you know, people are going to get a different message, but I love the way you introduce people to the fact that water transcends any moment you're in now and goes back to really touch upon it's throughout time and culture it's like so so it's the kind of thing like air you cannot not be impacted by it however water is so prominently physical do you know what i mean air is like air but <laughs> water and especially in the world today, we are more aware of water, not having enough water, some places having too much water, I think, than we have in, been in our history. What do you think? Oh, definitely. We're seeing all this climate change where we're having droughts and floods, and it's just more important than ever before. And I think we're realizing that, you know, most of us, well, it's different now in the pandemic but you know most of us are not dependent on it for food and crops and things like that like some of our ancestors were 100 years ago or something but now we see it impacting larger all over the world you know if it's flooded we can't get where we're going or we can't live our lives or i live here in new orleans and, and we've certainly had our share of floods you know and it just really is so important to make your peace with it, I guess, in a way to just sort of understand. People ask me all the time, you know, what is it about water? And I'm like, it seeks its level. And for me, that means it's going to rise up 
or lowered down to meet you where you are. So that's the most magical thing about it for me, that it's going to come up and it's going to remember all those things too. You know, you could add one drop of water from the Ganges or the Nile or something to your water. And then chemically that changes the whole thing. And that's just fascinating to me. I can't think of anything else that does that, that actually holds the memory of where it's been. I love that you brought that up because I have several bottles of water from different places around the world. And I treat them very delicately and carefully and uniquely. And I'll, I'll, what I'm really struck by, and I would love for you to chime in on this. Somebody like me, when people say you don't have a lot of water, I have always been drawn to water. I, it doesn't matter what's in your chart. But the thing I love about it is what is the draw for me? You know, it, it's not about swimming. It's the majestic power of how it manifests on our earth. You know, it is the beauty. It is what lives in it. It is what's inside of us. But I love in your book, one of my favorite things to talk about is, I think it's in the early chapter, like one or two, you're talking about mythology and some of the water beasts. We know them, right? Yes. And I'm so glad you did not wait to later in the book to really get us comfortable with this. You know, can you talk about this? Because you go through different cultures, even yeah, even the Scandinavian culture, and you say, these things exist. I want to know from you, they do. And what is the message about these beasts? I think they do exist. And, and almost always, we've got a beautiful picture of it. You know, we think of the sirens and we've got this seduction and their beautiful song and things like that. But dot, 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 we have to be careful not to crash on the rocks. You know, we look at some of these ones from ponds like Jenny Greenteeth, who's supposed to be like this algae monster that comes out and gets kids if they get too close to the water. But it's all for me about respecting the majesty and the beauty of water, but also understanding, pardon the pun, the depth of it. We have to tell kids to be careful to go next to the water because it is dangerous and it's fun and it's pretty, but they have to know that there's also a seriousness to it. So for me, all of these things sort of just reinforce the fact that water is vast, water is amazing, water is powerful, but we have to respect it in order to be safe around it because it does have that power. It looks calm, but you know, nobody knows what's under that surface. And we have to remember that. You know, I, I'll tell you why I was really struck by this a little bit. I don't know if you know much about Seattle or the Seattle area. Um, I grew up as a kid in New York and you know, my, my family had a couple of loves, right? Um, especially throughout my teenage years, you, you know, outside of boxing, hockey was there. So Seattle, Seattle comes up with a hockey team. Wow. And all of a sudden, I, I hear what the hockey team's name is. And, I, and I'm talking to my friends and I'm like, how did they come up with that name, right? How, how did they name a hockey team Kraken? Hello, <laughs> right? Now, I do live in Seattle and we are different here. There is no, right? So on one hand, I was surprised. On the other hand, not so much. It's called Seattle Kraken. That is the hockey team. Let's talk about the mythology of the Kraken. Oh, that's beautiful. I love that. I just went to a Kraken <laughs> party the other they night. They did that though, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, 
again, you've got this kind of Greek mythology that, that surrounds that, that there are these gigantic beasts that can come to our aid from beneath the ocean, you know, and they are vast and gigantic and we have to respect them. And they, they're sort of there when we need them, which to me, I think is, again, an intrinsic character of water. We hope it's there when we need it, you know, hopefully we can respect it. But that to me, the Kraken is just, everybody loves the Kraken, you know, <laughs> it's, just, <laughs> it's just one of those things. Everybody loves it because they understand that these things are in the depths. And I think it's like a secret strength that can come out. And we all know we have our secret strengths inside of us. And hopefully we can command them to come out when we need them. And I yeah. think that that's such a powerful image that every, that's why everybody picks it up and just runs with it. Yeah. It's so funny because, you know, you would have picked up on this right away if you'd have seen the logo. I, I don't know if Jacob's going to put the logo up, but, you know, the logo is like the S for Seattle. And then there's like an anchor. I'm not sure what the anchor is about, but in the S, it's really well done. It's really almost gothic. It's like a gothic S. But in the top of it, there's like a red half moon slither. See, I know that's the eye. Yeah, yeah. But people are like, what's that red thing? And I'm like, no, 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 no. See the S, right? You have to explain it to people. But the reason I'm bringing it up is because we have been so enamored with water and what water produces. You know, some of the incredible mythical images, right? I mean, even in the blockbuster movie, gosh, I can't remember the name of it, but it was the latest um, Disney Marvel movie. And it had two dragons in it. You know, one, of course, was a dragon of fire. But the surprise dragon in the movie was the water dragon, who represented the good dragon. Is that traditional of water energy? Is it seen, is water magic seen in contrast to some of the other energies? As, for lack of a better word, and I apologize, the good energy. (laughs) (laughs) It can be much more gentle. It can be much more pacifying. It can be, you know, like I said, it seeks its level. It lifts all boats. It can be something that is very calming and relaxing. You know, it's kind of hard to have calm fire. And uh, (laughs) I think that because we need water so much and because it is ever present in our lives, you know, we need the others too, but we don't necessarily interact with them the way that we interact with water. You know, one of the things I kept thinking during the pandemic was, oh no, I can't go all these places I want to go to. You know, you mentioned Hawaii before, and I wanted to go to all the sacred sites I talk about. And then I thought, wait a minute, I have water in my house. I have water that comes through the tap. It's spirit of place. It snakes all the way through the city and then comes directly out of my faucet. And that's not lame. That's amazing to me that we have this, you know, and we can use it. So I think that, yes, water does get a rap as being more calming, more peaceful, more good per se. But I think that it also, you know, you can flip the switch and have it be something dark too. And, you know, I mean, this, this leads me to really talk with you about um, about the journey one takes when they decide to write a book like this. And I, I believe me, you know, the journey that I took when I decided to do this and launch a network, it changed me. It's still changing me, right? Lilith, it's still changing me. 
And as I was reading the book and I went back and I was, I, I was struck by two things. One, how the conversation of water is changing the world and how it's doing it so strongly in our pop culture. Hence the popularity of Aquaman bringing Atlantis back. You know, I mean, this is a pop culture thing, right? Um, but at the same time, I couldn't help having written a book like this and so many of the things you're shedding light on. Had, this journey had to change you too. It did. It did completely. You know, I was, I didn't decide to write it. My publisher called me and asked me to write it. So that's always a bit of a different journey <laughs> at the beginning, <clears throat> but I was so excited. You know what I mean? Like just diving into it again, pardon the pun and allowing to look at all the differences that were there. You know, I mentioned about growing up in New York and it didn't even really hit me until I started writing this book that I grew up in Bay Ridge where, you know, the river goes out to the ocean. You go to the Barrazano, it's like both of those are right there. So it's like I had those two giant bodies of water that were so important to people right next to me, you know, within walking distance. And now I live in New Orleans, which is below sea level. So it's it's like the water is always here. So there was that. But then funny little things started to happen too. Like I got into an elevator, you know, when I was downtown at a store in Brooklyn and, and somebody got on with a stuffed heron. And I was like, this is the weirdest thing. It's like, well, I'm not going to run into a heron in Brooklyn. And then one gets on the elevator with me. <laughs> I was like, this is hilarious. So there were so many of those things where they just popped up and it was so much like, I don't know, enlightening, I guess, in a way yeah. to see how yeah. there were all these water things showing up. There were all these signs, if you will, you know, that I definitely should be writing it and I should be, you know, understanding it on a deeper yeah. level. And I think also it being the first book, it allowed me to sort of, you know, set the tone of how the series was going to go, which originally it wasn't supposed to be, you know, a full thing about the gods and goddesses of water. But I was like, wait a minute, we have to put that in there because so many people come to this because they know about Sulis Minerva or they know about Breeze or they know about some of the other really big water goddesses out there that speak to them and really influence their lives. But what I love about the way, and, and and so that is really the key that what you said, I want to just tell everybody, if you're just tuning in, you know, amazing conversation, of course, with Lilith Dorsey, but this is Water Magic, Elements of Witchcraft. This is book one. And the reason I'm asking you about this, because I love the format of the book, right? And I want to tell everybody what I mean by that. You know, there are books you can write where you take people on a journey and the journey is is quite esoteric and and or you'll get a book and it's quite practical but what you've been able to do and and this is a really robust book it is so robust because it's not just a book that's fascinating and interesting which of course it is but there are some teachings in here that i saw as remedies for lack of a better word right some of the things you're bringing forward in here are remedies. And so what do I mean by a remedy? I mean, for maybe some of the trauma people are feeling, for maybe some of the uncertainty, uh, for maybe some of what people have gone through. And you really have not left anything out. And I want people to know about this because even though we've just spent a little bit of time talking about what we talked about, 
there's so much more in this book. Take us through for a minute, if you could, all the things that you are, are capturing in this book. Because if this is book one, I'm imagining that the other books are going to be just as robust, right? They are. They are. I didn't write the other books, um, but yes, they're out there and they're they're equally robust. They follow the same format, but it was so important to me. I mentioned, you know, including the gods and goddesses, including all the mythology, including the sacred sites, which was fascinating to me, you know, I mean, allowing people to understand how it operates in different cultures. And one of the things I was really adamant about was I wanted other people to write in it as well. One of my favorite sections is by my friend, Allison, who's a linguist, you know, she has her PhD in linguistics and she talks about how the word water going back for thousands of years sounds the same in different languages and different beginnings. And that's so fascinating to me. Wow. That, you know, like, wait a minute, like it really is so important to culture. So, and it's the same, even in the way that we make the same sound in our mouth when we're saying it. So that was so fascinating to me, you know, and then also indigenous people. I had a Taino elder talk about the mythology of their beginnings in water and their water goddesses. I had somebody who does ritual at Niagara Falls, my friend, witch doctor Utu talk about the sacred beings that live in Niagara. So I really wanted it to be, you know, I can write about Niagara, but somebody who's been there, you know, interacting with it for 30 or 40 yeah. years is going to do a way different, more in-depth job than I yeah. am. You know, a Taino elder, again, I could write about it, but they're going to know way more about what that means to them and their culture. And that's going to be so important to the people out there that maybe don't know it, or maybe it got lost, or maybe they just, you know, they thought Taino people disappeared, actually, <laughs> you know, <laughs> 20 years ago, they thought there were no more Taino people. And now they're DNA testing people. And they found out there's loads of Taino people out there. So a lot of people are rediscovering that heritage and having to go and look for information about it. So it was so beautiful to me to have that in there. But yeah, yeah. there's everything in here. Crystals, herbs, you know, oils, formulas, like you said, remedies, journey work you can do around water. So I just wanted yeah. it to be everything, you know. And, and I, I love that you, you began the book the way you did, because you see, that's intriguing, you know, and people, when they look at the table of contents, they know where they're going to go. And, you know, one of the things I was struck by, and we're going to talk about more in the show, is, you know, beyond beyond this, how do you work with the elements? And and I was trying to talk to somebody the other day about it. And I said, you know, this has been this has been part of cultures for as long as you can remember. I just think we're so used to knowing it that we don't know it. And, and my friend looked at me and said, what are you talking about? What do you mean? I said, look, you're Catholic baptism it, i said how many things do you know about that process and it's not called baptism in every culture but but you see how it shows up and it's almost like we've taken which once was the way it's being described in things that are written down now the cleansing process that you know the the, the idea of going to this river this beautiful place and having a special ritual around that. And I think we do take some of this for granted that has been with us for so long. And, you know, I want to ask you this question. I want to talk about this when we come back. There are things people can do to work with water now. 
And you're right. It could come out of your faucet. I mean, you, we do not have to get a plane and go to Nile. We don't no. have to go to Egypt. Um, it's okay if you want to. But then there's working with water and other things. See, that's the part I like. Like water and animal guides. Like water and crystals, right? Like the magic in water that we've brought forward. But I also want to talk with you about is there a magic that we're getting ready to forget? I want to talk about that. Um, out of everything around, it is one of the most available elements to transform. And yet very few understand the power by which you write about in this book of what it can do. I'm going to take a short break. We're going to be right back. But before we do, how do people get the book? And how do they find out about you? Because you got a whole lot of other things going on. Yeah. Well, they can go online and get the book, Water Magic. You'll find it. Um, they can go to my website, lilithworthy.com. That'll bring you to my blog and my other books and all of that stuff. My readings, everything. Yeah. And by the way, workshops, psychic readings, everything. Just go ahead and go there. Um, <clears throat> also, you'll be able to see other books that are available uh, out there. When we come back, we're going to talk about maybe we'll get insider information from Lilith. Do you have any favorites today? Can we get some can we get some healing going on here today? And <laughs> what might be her favorite and my favorite combination of things and am I putting too many things in the cake? Let's take a short break everybody. Benny, Jacob, we'll be right back. You're driven, and it totally shows. Your career is taking off, you're killing it in the mom game, but did your health needs make it on the plate this week? Tune in to Boss Up Babes, where Carissa Adkins helps babes show up, boss up, and thrive. Every Tuesday at 12.30 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Become the boss babe you were meant to be. To sign up for one of Carissa's group coaching programs, visit 365dailyhustle.com. Tune into the Dr. Diane Show, where we explore revolutionary expansion of mind, body, and soul every Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. I bring over 20 years of expertise as a mindset warrior, perspective shifter, and unshakable optimist dedicated to helping you reach your wildest dreams in business, health, performance, and relationships. Join the discussion on the show. Learn more about me, Dr. Diane, and receive a free digital copy of my magazine at naturalnutmeg.com. Do you have traits of ADD or ADHD? It can be hard to meet society's expectations of productivity when traditional approaches to time management and organization don't work for your unique brain. You need customized strategies. In the ADHD Self Mastery Podcast with Bonnie Menku, you get concise, actionable solutions to help you modify your approach and achieve your goals. Learn more about Bonnie at thrivewithadd.com. How many times do you find yourself saying, it was nothing, or just doing my job, when really you knocked it out of the park? How did you get like this? Next time someone tells you great job, you'll know how to accept it and not deflect it by listening to Courage to be Seen Radio with host Sherry Clark. Sherry Clark is an experienced global engineering leader, coach, and mentor. 
From her experiences one-on-one coaching to corporate consulting and executive coaching, Sherry has learned many women need at least three things to discover and face success. Learn about the ACES program, how to survive male-dominated fields with grace and authenticity, and reach the top without ever once giving up on who you are. Courage to be Seen host Sherry Clark explores the awesome power of your entire self and how far you can go by being more you. Check out her website, CourageToBeSeen.com. You have the courage to be seen. Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack, and I'm excited to tell you about the latest technology. It is new to this country, and it's just amazing. It's out of Germany. The Healy is state-of-the-art technology for improving and changing the body vibration. I have more information about the Healy on my website, MaryJaneMack.com. Or you can call the office at 888-777-4232. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. So great to have all of you tune us in and turn us on. Um, I want to just tell everybody, I'm just, I don't know, if you have any questions for Lilith, give us a call. You want to know something about water, water magic. You really, if you, yeah. She's the one to ask. 1-800-930-2819. Give us a call. Um, Lilith Dorsey, D-O-R-S-E-Y.com is where you can go. Uh, the book is available on Amazon. You'll be able to go over there, but you'll also be able to find out much more, um, about Lilith and not just about the books, because either there are many, many things that, that she's doing to make sure that what we're doing is going to help us rise up, help us move beyond whatever we're moving beyond. And understand the dynamic nature of what we can transform and transmutate. And so, Lilith, thank you so much for today. I mean, I know we can't go through everything in the book because there really is a lot. But I love the application part. And I think people apply water to healing applications, to transformative applications, and maybe don't even know it, right? I mean, I was watching my friend a couple of weeks ago, her hands in water, and it was, she was like, supposed to be washing her hands, right? And I'm just like, okay, that's like about two minutes now. That's okay. Now we're working on three minutes. I know like, she's not like really worried about the germs. She got in a zone with it. Yeah. Yeah. So a large part of the book really helps people understand how to use water, how to transform it. If you think about what you put in a book, give us a couple of examples of what really comes to the top for you today that we could share with people. I think that people are used to using water in conjunction with healing baths or transformational baths or things like that. And that might be one of those things you mentioned about people don't even know they're doing magic, you know, by putting some holy water in their bath or a little bit of spring water or rose water or something to make it a little nicer, you know, but that is a magic spell. You're getting in there, you're immersing yourself, you're having that all around you and floating around you. And I think people don't, take that leap and do the same thing when they're cleaning their house. I'm a big believer in magical floor washes. So yes, you know, you got to wash your floor anyway. How about 
stick some spring water in there for renewal and, and transformation of your home so it'll be blessed. If you're, you know, Christian or Catholic, put some holy water in there and that'll help keep all the negativity out and give it a blessing, you know? So I'm a big believer in that when I'm doing things. And, you know, you talked about, could you put too much stuff in? Um, I don't think so, really. I mean, like you said, if, if it's not supposed to be in there, you'll know, you'll drop the bottle while you go put it in there or it'll, you know, for something else will happen and it just won't work, you know, and that's what I see happen. If it's really not supposed to be in there, then it won't be in there, you know, but that, that's a really good way of getting everything all around your environment. And it doesn't have to be you're on your hands and knees scrubbing because that's a pain, but it could just be you got it in a spray bottle and you spray your doors and windows. And that's something that I love to do, put my, you know, mm -hmm. magical waters together in a spray bottle. And then, oh, it's protecting my window. So anything I see out that window will be beautiful and anybody who tries to see in they'll only see what they're supposed to see so that for me works as a magical protection on my area and it's just really simple you know I, I I learned a little history about my grandmother and grandfather which I didn't know I learned it right before my uncle well I didn't actually learn it before my uncle passed away but the internet brought to light that I have a lot of people in South America that have my name and big secret about that right i mean you think you're growing up and you're this kind of heritage and then the internet comes along and you're like getting emails from people but one of the things my grandfather did and i did find out thank you through the internet and my friends are what do you call it genealogist that my grandfather on my mother's side changed the last initial of his name and he was literally born in brazil oh, wow. and so i i never understood but i didn't care they were different my my grandpa had a shack and he would grow all these herbs and just amazing what he would uh -huh. do but the reason i'm sharing this with you grandmama and you talk about cleaning the floors she made special water to do that now I don't know exactly what it was, but I know sometimes it was sage and sometimes it was flour and she would do it. She would, uh, boil, I believe boil is what she did. I, I don't know the process, but she would get the roses from the rose garden and those rose petals got quite some good use. And so one of the reason I'm asking you this and, and want to talk about it because you lay out in your book, you help people say, if this is going on, this is a way you can get some relief from it, or if you want more of this in your life. The dynamic nature of water and things like gemstones, how powerful is that? Oh, it's incredibly powerful. I mean, it affects us on every level, mind, body, and spirit to come together. That's why I mentioned taking a bath or putting it in the floor wash, then it'll react all over you, all over your home, anybody who comes in your home. You know, I'm a big believer of using crystals in conjunction, and I have a whole list of the ones that are water-related in there. You know, yeah. some of them, maybe you can't put it in your bath, but you could put it on the edge of the tub or something. You know, now they make these special water bottles that have an insert so you can put the crystals in there so yes yes 
I just think that's wonderful. You know, it's like literally you're making crystal water and every time you drink, you're getting those properties. Maybe you have an issue with healing. So you're going to go to Rose Quartz, which is a very watery one, you know, or you're going to, I'm a big believer in turquoise again. And, and that was said to be, you know, the tears of the earth mother. A lot of native cultures believed that. So it has... Yes of like you know almost inbuilt ecology kind of thing going for it so we want to take care of the earth mother and we want to salute that and it is very healing as well so that's a real favorite of mine too and it looks kind of watery with the green and the blues and all of that stuff all right let me ask you this question and you you heard me allude to this before i believe that there's an energy that is requiring relief I, and I think it's global. I, there's, we, I mean, on the planet, we have been a lot of things through a lot of things globally, but COVID has that, that thread where pretty much, I think no matter where you were, maybe New Zealand, they were able to avoid it a bit. But generally speaking, there was an energy that was created from something that became so globally in tune with almost every culture. Now, clearly there are pockets, not so much. But I think we need some kind of cleansing. I, I don't know, for lack of a better word, I, I don't know the right language, but I believe that water can help. I just don't know how. And I'm just curious about what your thoughts are about that. I mean, one of the things I like to do, I agree with you, definitely. There is, you know, we've lost so many people. It's been such a big shift for people i think you know what i mean their day-to-day -day is completely turned upside down and now even though that we're starting to get it back it's different you know we need confidence we need strength we need healing we need you know ways to deal with our grief and i think water can do all of those things I mean, I mentioned the baths and things like that. One thing I like to do is also do my hands and my feet. You know, maybe you don't have time to take a full bath and get in there for an hour. I like to do a spray on my hands and my feet. So that way, everything I touch is going to bring what I need to me. And every step I take is going to bring me where I need to be. You know, I'm a big believer in not saying, oh, I want this because maybe I don't know what I want. I'm a big believer in saying I need what's best for me right now. And that's pretty much how I structure my magic because I might think I, the same way you might think you want a bunch of fast food and then you eat it and your stomach feels nasty, you know? So I'm a big, <laughs> guilty, guilty. <clears throat> but I'm a big believer in just saying, okay, bring the best things for me to me, you know? And then by using a spray on my hands, then I can get there. Using a spray on my feet, I can get there. And it just sort of, for me, changes the way you think about it. Because then whatever you find, my youngest daughter used to say, not what are you looking for? What are you finding? Which I thought was the most beautiful thing. Because it doesn't matter what you're looking for. It matters what you find. So what you find when you do these magical things is going to be what you need in order to move forward and be the best person you can be. Yeah. And I love this that you said that because that's a great analogy, right? Now, you know, for me, I am in awe. I, I mean, you and I talked about this before the break. We chuckled a little bit, but I never thought for myself growing up where I grew up, I never thought I'd have some of the experiences I, I've had. And one of them I want to talk with you about Somehow, through the grace of the great-grandmothers and great-grandfathers, I got to spend several years with my mentor, 
who took people out in the desert on Vision Quest, and then with Monica Sicard and working with young people on a coming-of-age program. And, and understanding and learning and understanding the beauty of the sweat lodge. See, and I want to talk about that. You know, we call it a sweat lodge, but it's a ritual. There are many of them. But I also learned about what goes in to creating the water. You see, you can hear about these things, but then when you're involved, and let's say you're the fire tender, and you're in charge of creating the water and heating the rocks. I felt so responsible for that. I still think I have PTSD right now about that. <laughs> and honestly, bringing those hot rocks into a sweat lodge full of people and it's tight and never dropping a rock. I mean, that's a whole nother show. But I learned about the energy of what goes into water that you then blend with fire and then something else transmutes. And that energy, I can't really describe it, but you do. See, this is the magic we're talking about. It's not just getting in the sweat lodge, getting hot rocks, throwing water on it. The precision of what that what, what went into that water, that was incredibly powerful. Other traditions do that as well, don't they? Oh, definitely, definitely. And I, I think what really is at the core of it is the fact that water has this property that, you know, they've done studies. If you say you're wonderful water and then you drink that, like that's happy water. If you say you're crappy water, then that water takes on a, a crappy quality. So using your intent, using your blessings when you're crafting this water, and it doesn't matter what tradition you're in, brings that positive energy, brings that power of transformation to the ceremony. And that for me is so invaluable. And I love that you brought up the sweat because that's perfect. It's like, you've got the steam from pouring the water on the rocks and then the, the water comes out of you. It's like you sweat out everything you don't need anymore. And you have this transformational experience where you're really changed on everything every level. It sounds so simple. Like if you haven't done it, it's like, what, I'm going to sit in this thing and then I'm going to get sweaty and then it's going to be, but it's so powerful. And uh, the first sweat I ever did was with some Lahota people on the anniversary of Wounded Knee. And for me, that was just like, oh my gosh, to be here with these indigenous people celebrating and sort of letting go of all the pain and really realizing what the future was going to bring through this amazing process. It was phenomenal. Yeah. And let's just talk about something else that touches upon this and the magic of water. And the reason I want to bring it up is there's something that happens when you put these elements together that affect other senses, right? Certainly taste, but the transformation and transmutation of other things, other elements, other materials, when they come in contact with water, generate something. And in this case, right now, we're learning about the power of breathing in, of infuse, right? Yes. We're learning about that. COVID did a lot, but one of the things I watched during COVID was how many people learned about the vaporization of things. 
Do, do you know what I'm saying? Oh, Kids yes, definitely. I would have never like thought, oh, what are they telling me to get? Some kind of infuser in this and that. But see, isn't that another form of the magic that's almost unnoticeable if you don't realize that it comes from water? Definitely, definitely. I mean, water can take on, as you said, all these characters. You know, we can put it with earth and make healing mud to detox ourselves. We can put it, you know, with air and make a vapor that will heal us. You know, I've always been a big believer. I grew up with that, you know, put a pot on the stove and stick your head over it like that. (laughs) It kept me healthy for a long time, you know, but now other people are finding out these things, you know, and, and just, it's, it's so simple, but it's so profound and so effective. And I think that that's, Again, these are ancient remedies that our great-grandparents knew and their great-grandparents now, and now we're just allowing ourselves to rediscover it because we really need it, and we have the time to utilize it effectively. Yeah. Now, I want to spend the, this 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 uh, la- last uh, couple of minutes here with you because I would love to hear from you. There are things in the book that I know people don't know about. But from your perspective, they're in the book for a reason. If you could pick anywhere from two to three things that you bring forth in the book, the magic potion of them that people probably don't know about and don't know how it would change your life. What would be on your list? I'm just like putting you on the okay. hot seat now. Got you on the hot seat. <laughs> I've got a spell in there for Marie Laveau water. Now, Marie Laveau has become so popular with the whole media attention and everything like that. And she was the first queen of New Orleans voodoo. But there is a peace water in there that I think is just so valuable. And it's rainwater. You know, the best rainwater to get is supposed to be during the month of May. If it's not May, that's fine. Go out and get what you can get. But if it is May and, you know, it's raining, be sure to put your bowls out and everything like that. Uh, Rainwater, rose water, rose, you know, you can buy that you can make your own there's recipe on my blog um and then holy water which obviously you can get from a church you can make your own holy water i'd like to make my own holy water sometimes by giving it to the spiritual people that i know can you bless this for me you know and i think that's a shortcut for people who don't necessarily like to associate with mainstream christianity you know and those and lavender which is so we know is so calming so healing and those things go together and that for me brings peace to the situation and no matter what you're dealing with you need peace in the situation if you're feeling Feeling unhealthy, you need peace in the situation to just so you can have that calm and clarity to figure out how to heal yourself better. If you know, if something's stressful, you need peace. If you're in love, you need peace so you can go through it adequately and you don't get that kind of like, oh my gosh, I'm in love, I'm not thinking straight, you know, <laughs> like so. And I just love it because you know it's Marie Laveau. People talk about love, oh, you know what I mean? Like literally her name in French being wash water, you know, like so. <laughs> For me, she's this, the most famous, you know, practitioner in this country and her name means water. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, see, this is what I love and that's why I love talking with you and I love the work you do and how you do it is because I, first of all, I have to really give a shout out about how all things magic are becoming extremely popular in ways that I haven't seen in decades. They really are. And well, what is my benchmark? I mean, I'm not a researcher, but I mean, come on. All you need to do is go through the list on any of the Netflix. I I mean, just look at what people are being drawn to. 
look at the books people are reading. You know, there's something that we're reconnecting with that we knew once existed. Isn't that true about water and magic? See, we know it, and I think we got to reconnect now. Definitely, definitely. I think that this younger generations are sort of rediscovering it and reclaiming it. And I think that's beautiful. And water is at the core of that. I mentioned our bodies are water, our planet's water. You know, we all have water in our house. We can all get water. Uh, <laughs> it's something that we can all work with. And no, I never thought it was going to be this popular, like this book that we're talking about made the list of best witch books last week from Cosmopolitan. So I'm just like, what? Like, <laughs> how is this happening? Like, how right. is, is this getting so popular? But I think it's beautiful. I think it's beautiful, especially for the younger people. It's empowering. And I didn't have those empowering witchy things when I was young. And I think I suffered for it. And you know, the reason I always wrote was because I wanted my daughters to have empowering things that weren't written by the, you know, bald patriarchy. Like, <laughs> so they could just sort of, you know, see themselves in the magic. And I think that this is something that people are finally doing and it's beautiful. Yeah. I mean, and that's why I really wanted to talk with you about it. You're right. The popularity is, you know, we're bringing something, you know, that is ancient that we can go back in time and look at but people are really seeing a modern application. And I think that's what you're doing in this, in, in this book. You know, you're taking something which we've already known about, now you're reminding us about it, right? Uh, you're bringing up those things about water that would make us smile, or maybe some that would make us scared, or maybe you're gonna name a hockey team like a scary thing, but you're reminding us. And then when we go through the book, then you're bringing us to a place and saying, now, wait a minute, this is your application. Everybody can do this. All can benefit from it. And then you're reminding us of how grounded it is in traditions, in mythology, in practicality, in some of the most prominent spiritual and religious rituals that we know. What would you like to say for people listening? so that they can call forward their own water magic today and begin whatever the healing process might be, but begin this journey for themselves. I would just like to tell them that they have the tools. They have the tools to help themselves through water magic. They have the tools to help the planet through water magic. You know, somebody said to me, oh, well, I want to go do a giant ritual at the beach. I said, well, why don't you just go pick up some garbage? That's a ritual at the beach. You know, maybe it's not the sexiest ritual you can think of, but it's important. And if we all do it, then it will be better for everybody, you know, and then you can, after you do that, then you can stick your toes in and connect to the great <laughs> ocean mothers you know but before that spend some time making it better for everybody I think that's invaluable and and people need to remember that side of things too you know it's interesting um Linda of course I think you know I know Linda schedules all my interviews but Linda has a ritual and I've never seen anybody quite in in my life right that doesn't come from a mythical tradition or an ancient tradition as in tune to water as she is. And it doesn't matter where we go, like if we're traveling together, we have to go to the water. She has to put her feet in the water. Five degrees, 
105 degrees. <laughs> and I've never questioned her about that because there's something very into, and to watch her do it, that's why I love your book because when you see what happens with people that really do understand this energy and how they change. Now, Linda and I have been friends for a long time, but I treasure those moments that I've seen her do this ritual. And see, that's why I was really excited to talk with you because you're giving people tools, techniques, information, and approaches where they can change their lives like now. We don't have to wait 10 years to do that. No, no, they don't have to wait. And they don't have to, even with the pandemic, they don't necessarily have to go to the mountaintop in the Himalayas. They've got the magic of water in their own home. They've got local bodies of water. Maybe it's not the ocean, but there's a stream, there's a river, there's a lake, there's all of those things that they can connect with. I want to ask you this last question. I want to thank you for being here today. Please tell everybody how they can find out more about you. That's number one how they can get a copy of this book, but also remind people that on the website, yes, you're a fantastic author, but there are other things you do to help with the transformational uh, movement of people and energy. Please tell them about that and also make sure folks know how they can get the book. Okay, great. Um, well, they can go to my website, lilithdorsey.com. They can get the book on Amazon or Barnes & Noble or their local indie bookstore. You know, they can ask them to order it. I want people to have choices, so it's out there. I'm on social media. I'm on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all of those lovely things. People can find me there. And then people can also come to me for a reading. I take students. I do workshops, all of those kinds of things. So if people want to find out more, just get a hold of me. And then may I ask you, like, I just got a text message from one of our listeners. They wanted to know if there's something specific going on, could they work with you to get, can, can we work with Lilith to get a, 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 I guess the word is customized water thing. Oh yeah, sure. I usually ask people to get a reading first so we can figure out exactly what's going good, on good, rather good. than. Okay. You know, it's like going into a pharmacy and this medicine looks good. No, we need to find out what medicine exactly is going to help you. So that's why I ask people to get a reading first. I love it. But yeah. You know, look, I have one more question, really simple question. What's your personal message? What do you want to leave us with? And thank you so much for making our understanding of the power of water so much fun and yet educational. What do you want to leave us with though? Um, just make sure that your magic is accurate and respectful. That's what I've been dedicated to. And so much of, I think, the new stuff that's coming out is really just made up and not tested and, and, and is really disrespectful in a lot of ways. So I think people need to be mindful of that because a lot of this is ancient cultures. A lot of it is female-based and just be mindful that it hasn't necessarily been treated the best all these years. And boy, I got to tell you, we could I, we could do a whole show on, and I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, I have a look. We do a whole show on the consequences of this. And I learned that in Hawaii. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like you need to respect the yes. water and the energy to ride. Yes. Madam Pelly will come down and she will, she will speak to you. Yes, she will. Thank you for bringing that up. It is a level of respect. And I think with water, we underestimate it. We mm -hmm. underestimate water. Definitely. Thank Definitely. you so much, Lilith. Oh, thank, thank you for you. everything. It was a joy. This is a blessing. I know. I can't wait. I'm getting ready to already do a couple of these over the weekend. Thank oh, you so cool. much. 
uh, Lilith Dorsey, everybody. I'm Dr. Pat Benny. Thank you. Jacob, thank you. And you're the best audience on the planet, everybody. Get yourself some water magic. We'll see you next time.